When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I will not take your filthy stolen money. Well then, I guess you're really up shit creek. I beg your pardon, what did you say? I offered to help you. Mm -hmm. You refused to take our money. Mm -hmm. Then I said, I guess you're really up shit creek. Ow! Christ, Jake, take it easy, man. Oh, Lord. Ow! Jesus Christ! Ow! Jesus Christ! Christ. Oh, oh, shit! Fuck you, bitch! Hey! Jesus disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. It saddens and hurts me that the two young men whom I raised to believe in the Ten Commandments have returned to me as two thieves with filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Hey, this is Scott Taylor from Mason Hill, and you're listening to Jay Scott at the Hooks Rocks podcast. everybody what's going on welcome back to another edition of the hook rocks podcast hope you're doing well out there hope you're staying safe staying healthy hope you're enjoying the spring weather lots of things going on across the country we got covid vaccinations we got live concerts and tours starting to be announced i hope it's not too soon to do that um but time will tell right i hope Fingers crossed that uh, at some point this year we're able to walk freely into a show and, and not have to worry about someone coughing on us or social distancing. But I still think that's going to be around for a bit, at least in some states. But hopefully it does keep getting better. Once again, we are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, the network of music podcasts. And when you're listening or wherever you're listening, hit the subscribe button. And hit the or the follow button, either one, depending on where you listen to the podcast. And also, feel free to write a review, too. Always like those. And always enjoy hearing your feedback and what's going on with your thoughts on the podcast. And we're here for you. We're always in escape. We're talking music, music commentary, new bands, legacy bands, lots of new music coming out in 2021. Lots of new music that's already come out. 
in 2021. I'd like to welcome in our next guest from Bowling Green, Kentucky, a new band that has an EP out this year, already released this year. It's called Hungry High and Seeing Things. The band is Kiss Kiss Bang, and the guest is Andrew Hopper. What's going on, Andrew? How are you? Man, I'm great, brother. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate Love the music. Love uh, been able to dive into your stuff here over the last uh, couple of weeks after your management PR team sent me your, your stuff, and it's been uh, it's been a pleasure to listen to. So I really like what's going on with you guys. Fabulous. Thank you so much, man. Uh, we uh, yeah, we spent the whole last year just kind of locked away in the studio uh, recording it and and just being very honest with ourselves. So this was a um, this was a very direct representation straight into straight into who we are as uh, people as musicians as creators so um yeah but thank you for, for saying that because that really does mean a lot to us yeah absolutely um it's an interesting time right and, and last year was definitely different for everybody and you know a lot of bands that we talked to a lot of artists that we talked to talk about recording music under the conditions that we experienced and here we are present day Music fans are receiving the benefit of artists and musicians kind of being locked down and creating music. And I remember even talking about this in the middle of the pandemic on several shows with several guests about how we're just going to see a shitload of music in 2021 and beyond. And so far this year, we're four months into it and nothing could be you know truer than that statement and i just I, I foresee more music coming and it's just it's it's an unbelievable it's incredible and it's also a great way to celebrate rock music absolutely i think that um well you know like for us uh us for instance last year i think we had uh just at the first year i had upwards around i guess 60 or 70 shows already booked and and then um, just one by one, we start to see them fall off, you know. So, um, you know, I know, you know, obviously we did and everybody else did too, just come to a screeching halt. So it's like, you know, now you're now you're kind of sitting at home. You're like, well, what else do I have to do? So, you know, well, let's, let's get in the studio and, and content, create content, 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 because that's about the only way that um, that just really makes sense um, in a, in the aspect of trying to reach your followers and reach your fans, it, you know, I mean, you're not going to go play shows, you know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, so <clears throat> just content, you know, recording and, and maybe making videos, music videos. We, we do have a music video out, uh, for, uh, for high price of peace of mind on YouTube and, um, you know, just stuff like that. Just like I said, just content. So we're really trying to make the most of our situation. Um, I, I really think that the key is just playing with the hand that you have dealt, you know? We've got lots to get into with you guys, but we always start the same way every time we have a first-time guest on the Hook Rocks podcast, and that is the essence of the show. Just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in, every rock song mm -hmm. has a every rock fan has a moment, whether it's a song, an album, a band, or performance that hooked you on rock and roll. What was it for you, Andrew? What was my moment for hooking me on rock and roll? Yeah. All right, man. So there was this. Uh, now you've ne you, you never have heard from uh, of this little town, and that's fine. But I'm from a little town called Madisonville, Kentucky, and uh, there was this rock band when I was man. How old was I? I think I was 11. No, no, no. Excuse me. I was 10. I just gotten my first guitar a few months prior. Now that I think about it, there was this rock band around town, and they were called the Frantics. Um. They were, you know, this would have been early 2000s. Um, and they were like, you know, they had this punk element to them and they was just great entertainers, great musicians. They had great, um, great songs. They were good songwriters. And that got me into, you know, I, I'm struggling with playing, you know, guitar chords at this point. So, and seeing, you know, this band that was, you know, early 20s, so they put on a, a, you know, a very high energetic show. And like I said, they were great musicians. They were phenomenal musicians. So that was inspiring to me and to the point where I was like, okay, now, now I knew what 
to, I was kind of just naturally gifted with music. So now I knew where to channel it. You know what I'm saying? I knew how to channel it. And then from there, man, that got me into like Kiss and then Motley Crue. And then, you know, of course, come across Alice in Chains. I mean, truth be told, I, I think in our band, you really kind of got to give it to like 90s country too, because we're huge, you know, Brooks and Dunn's fans, Alan Jackson fans, Garth Brooks. I mean, I can name that list too, you know what I'm saying? But, well, what you know, but, in terms of in terms of influences, and you mentioned the guitar and you know mm-hmm. singing and playing guitar. You know, where did it go? You you mentioned you know the band the Frantics, and you mentioned Motley Crue and all those bands that were around, you know, back in the day. But where did it grow from there? What was the evolution for you? Uh, just for me personally, man. Um, you know, I grew up in church, so I was just jamming with, you know, I grew up, my whole family grew up in church. So really, you know, we, we kind of was always jamming, kind of always had this youth band. And the funny thing was, it was literally my whole family. We were all cousins. Um, so, man, you know, I played guitar and, and we done that for, I guess, up until I was about 16 or 17. And then I was like, you know, I want to want to play out. You know, I want to want to find something. So. Uh, find something that I, I haven't felt yet and that I know is, is kind of out there. You know what I'm saying? I just, I know I don't have a clue about it, but I know I want to, I know I want to be there and I know I want to feel it and be a part of it. And so <clears throat> that just really snowballed. So in, in my late teens and early twenties, man, I just started kind of playing around bars acoustically. Um, just really, you know, not really trying to get my name out as much as trying to make at that point in time, I was really just trying to make money. Um, you know, it it didn't matter. I, I'd play, you know, anywhere. And honestly, uh, me and, and Trevor, uh, who is the singer in our band, and when when we first started, when, when me and him met, and we met actually at a bar, we was doing the same type of stuff, you know what I'm saying, just the, the acoustic solo stuff. And when we met, and uh, we just clicked right away and, and started jamming, and that's what snowballed into Kiss Kiss Bang. But Man, there for a while, man, me and Trevor was, you know, playing acoustic together. And, um, you know, man, we would only book shows that would, honestly, that would feed us while we were there because that was going to be the only time we'd eat that day. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, definitely been through the ringer um, for music as well. So back whenever, you know, back whenever I wanted to feel and be a part of it, I didn't didn't know what all that come with. But uh, you find out real quick um, how bad you want it. You know, you find out real quick how uh how your drive is set you know it's perseverance for sure what's the history of the band uh you know you guys you, you know you mentioned you know the the history of you and the evolution of you you know where did kiss kiss bang come from <clears throat> right so like i said that was uh that was me and trevor running into each other uh one night in bowling green kentucky just kind of you know, just honestly, I think he walked in on a night that I was playing, and, and, you know, we just, like I said, linked up and started jamming, and, you know, he had uh, he had already uh, been playing in a, a few different bands back where he was from, so uh, there in Bowling Green, he actually already knew a couple guys, and, um, I mean, so me and Trevor, and then um, the original lineup was uh, myself and Trevor, and then we had uh, Malcolm Boer, who plays uh, guitar and Corbin Burke on drums all from you know all from around the same area you know we all lived there in Bowling Green and and um that was we done that in 2015 in late 2015 and man you know we didn't really have a clue about what we were doing uh didn't have a clue about anything all you know all we man we were just hungry you know we knew what we wanted didn't know how to get there you know so <clears throat> we uh just played out as much as we could man played Nashville come up to Lexington you know, uh, Virginia and West Virginia, pretty much just the, the whole East coast, you know what I'm saying? And, the uh, Eastern side of the state, just trying to get out there and just, uh, you know, but really enjoying it and having the time of our lives, you know? Um, and you know, we recorded, uh, in 2018, we, we actually picked up, uh, our, another member who is Clayton Crowder. Um, we picked him up and he, he's a great asset because man, he was a, he's a great songwriter. He's a phenomenal musician and he is a fabulous fucking singer. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, 
I mean, if you've listened to the, the EP, you kind of get it. You know, we're, we're a vocal-driven band, you know. At any given time, you're going to get smacked with a harmony or two. So, you know, there's three-part harmonies really at any given time. And um, that was one of the things that we were aware of whenever he was, you know, whenever he joined the band. So we kind of took on, you know, kind of took on not really different influences, but started paying attention to our influences differently um, in terms of like, you know, in terms of Alice in Chains, you know, we were kind of big, not replicators, but heavily influenced by Alice in, Alice in Chains and still are. But Alice in Chains never really had those third harmonies. And so that was something that we kind of had to look back at, like, the Eagles or, like, Alabama for. You know what I'm saying? And um, so to, in 2018, after he joined the band, we, we wrote an EP uh, called Hearts on Fire and uh, went and recorded that in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, toured off of it for about a year and a half, two years. And uh, that's exactly whenever uh, COVID hit and shut everything down. And uh, and then actually, you know, coming into present day, how this uh, how the hungry high and seeing things EP come about, um, <clears throat> we were we had kind of went through a couple different drummers, a um, few of them different didn't pan out, and we were uh, jamming with this cat at the time and. Uh, one, another situation where it didn't pan out, you know, you're just not supposed to jam with just everybody. You know what I mean? And, um, so what we, we thought that we were going into the studio, I think another month or two. And, um, actually one of the guys that uh, used to be in the band, he's like, actually, he's like, you know, we got studio time booked this weekend. He was like, but, uh, but I'm going to step out and, and, and step away from the band. So pretty much, you know, you know, you guys uh, do whatever you want is pretty much what, what he told us. So it was like, uh, so what was left was me and Trevor and Crowder, which is what it is today. Was we were kiss kiss bang, you know, and um, it was one of those things where we had to look each other in the eye and, like I said, really get honest with ourselves. You know, do we want to play music? How bad do we want to play music? Do we want to call it kiss kiss bang? What do we want to? What do we want it to sound like? There were so many question marks, man. All we knew was that we wanted to play music together. So we went in and instinctively in three days put a four-song EP together. And I'm not kidding you. We wrote that EP in three days. And uh, that, wasn't, um, that wasn't a manufactured sound. That EP is not manufactured by any means. That, uh, that whole EP, I think, is purely off our instinct um just what really come natural to us what we played um the tones we chose the melodies we chose um it was it, and you know it, it was a very very you know rough year for everybody you know everybody had their ups and downs i think you know and and the mental toll it took on you know not just musicians but everybody in general is was a, a, a pretty rough year for everybody but you know when we got done and, and now, you know, now we're in 2021 where, uh, you know, we released the, uh, the EP in February and, uh, looking forward, you know, we don't know when shows are going to come back. We don't know. We don't know when the world's going to start turning again. It's, it's trying to, um, the only thing that we can do is be ready for it. And, uh, we most definitely are, man. We're ready to see, faces again we're ready to see crowds again man i i don't think we realize uh how big of people people we are that's weird to say people persons we are uh we're definitely entertainers and and i didn't realize how much or so because like i know me personally man i, I got this itch that i just got to make somebody smile and make somebody laugh you know and i know i know uh, i know trevor and crowder feel the same way so we are definitely 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 ready to get back get back out on the road and, and, and see some people, man. We miss it. It is a difficult time, especially for a new band, you know, creating new music. And, mm. you know, it, it is because this may sound weird to the audience, but, you know, band members know this. Like, when you're in the beginning of a band, 
sure you're you're you, you have the promise of the songs and the creation that you're doing, but it's it's you may not have the lengthy investment that maybe other bands have had that have been around for several years and few years and and you know it's it's much easier for a band that you know is starting out and creating something new to say man you know i got to pay my bills i got i got i got to do you know other things and it's 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 a challenge for a new artist to keep pushing forward during a pandemic when you can't play shows your your revenue stream is virtually cut off and you got to do a lot of soul searching i mean that's you know that's basically what it is. You know, how bad do you want it? Yeah, for sure. It's been, um, you know, I keep saying it, I keep saying it, and I, and I, I don't know that I could say it enough, man. We really, really, really had to be honest with ourselves. There was a, a lot that has happened, all three of us individually, uh, this previous year that, that you know, would just, that, that, the, that the type of things that break people, you know what I'm saying, that absolutely crushes people. Um, the type of stuff that people don't come back from and through this whole year and through recording this EP, it's, we became a tighter band because of it, but set the band aside. We became tighter brothers because of it. And I, and I, something I didn't expect because I, we were already super tight, you know, but getting to, um, but getting to get through this year and, and experience everything that we have together, man, it's whatever is in the future we are very, very, very excited about it because uh, one way or another, uh, I know who I'm going to be with. And, um, you know, we're going to, I mean, just we're gonna keep writing music. We're not going to stop, you know, keep, keep entertaining, man. I, if, uh, if anybody hasn't got to check us out uh, in a live show, man, I definitely recommend it whenever, um, whenever shows get going again, because, um, you know, we just love having a good time, man. We, we love making you feel just as much of a part of it as we are. Yeah. When you're going through this, I mean, there is the reality of life, you know, which we've talked about over and over again here on the podcast, which is the pandemic and how it impacts people. But you also have regular life, right? And the challenges that face people on a daily basis and having to overcome yeah. that stuff and, and doing those things. And those don't stop either, right? I mean, you know, those don't, you know, life may be put on pause as we know it in terms of going out and doing things we normally do, but challenges and heartbreak and whatever you want to call it still happen. And it's manifested or it's magnified, I should say, by the fact that it's it's limited to how we can react. We have to find different ways to cope and different ways to react to things that are happening because we're basically doing the same thing every day. The fact that you guys have music to kind of use as a tool to get into a bubble to kind of have that escape is very unique and not a lot of people have that that have gone through that how how did you guys crawl into that bubble and was it kind of like a safe place for you guys where you can tune out what's going on either personally or what's happening out in the world and just focus on music and focus on what you guys want to do as far as uh, writing and recording music together, yeah, yeah, man. So, a few different things, man. We, um, you know, sure that does take your mind off of it, but at the same time, um, what I've, what I've really, you know, my personal takeaway from this previous, you know, year in the studio, what I've really enjoyed um, myself is not only, you know, watching you know, my, my friends and, and my family, you know, play, you know, play their instruments like, like, you know, I know they can, but to also see them grow in other areas of music, whether it be, you know, you know, whether it be producing or engineering or whether it be, you know, picking up different, different types of things, you know, even something as small as Photoshop or like video editing, and that's not small, that's big, but to, to see, seeing, <clears throat> it's weird. It's so weird because this, this is the best way that I can describe my experience. Seeing us and my brothers grow genuinely brought, genuinely brought me so much joy that it was almost a healing process to what I was in, not just me, but I think what 
they was also going through as well because we were all just just kind of leveled you know what i'm saying just leveled off you know we uh we're all kind of going through different things and it was i don't know there was something soothing yeah absolutely about all of us being together that even though it did take your mind off of it and even and we always did you know talk about those things later but um just being together man really uh I can't describe it. I really can't. I can't put into words that, you know. How did what was happening to you guys personally and also with the pandemic, how did that affect the tone of the music? How did that affect the perspective of the music? Like I said, man, like I keep saying, it really forced us to be honest with ourselves. And we went purely off instinct. It went purely, we went purely off, this is what feels right. It what you know, what you hear on the record might not be, you know, oh, you know, this riff sounds like this. Oh, well, this is what the first thing that came to my mind. That's not necessarily the case. But what the case was is that we had an idea going in, but like truth be told, we really just had to go do it. We and we had three days to do it, you know. So it when I keep saying instinct because that what it was you know i think and, and i think that um i think in particular i think high price for peace of mind might be that was probably the most instinct the most um i guess intuitive we've been with ourselves maybe um just following following the kind of direction i guess that we had we felt maybe we were guided towards i, I don't know man it was it was a really weird thing because when we was writing that song, it's not like we were, you know, we were, you know, trying to sound like or mimic or even, uh, even pay homage to anybody. You know what I'm saying? When you're writing this music and you're recording it, right. And, and you guys are figuring that out in the studio for three days, like you mentioned, there mm-hmm. comes a point where, this is this product is going to be done. The music is the product, and the product is going to be finished, and it's going to be ready to go. When that happens, in, in your you're doing this. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen with the pandemic. You don't know what life is going to be like. Did that play into when you wanted to release this music, or was it just, hey man, let's just get this out, let's get it out, and let's just start focusing on marketing it and getting it out to people and having people discover us. Yeah, no, it, it, it totally did because, uh, it's one of those things. It's like, well, if you release music in the pandemic, you've got to be aware that somehow or another, you're going to have to promote and fund that record. Um, and I mean, the same kind of case, man, it's, you know, we could have released it sometime last year, but um, honestly, if me and you were having this conversation now, if we would have released it last year, you know, we haven't been able to play. So it's about time for us to release something else then because shows are on the horizon. You know what I mean? So we was really just kind of buying our time while also trying to just find ourselves, you know get through our situations so you know put putting you know putting the release date back actually i think was beneficial for us man because there was there's a lot of beauty and darkness and there was a lot of growing pains that we still had to finish finish up before i think we were ready to release it i know that sounds weird but you know it's uh it is what it is man it's uh it was a very you know emotional and and very we're just very invested in it you know so like i said it is a direct view in, into what our souls and uh, and our hearts look like well it's almost like a timepiece for you guys and it's a, kind of like a diary it's a living breathing diary yeah yeah absolutely so the next step is now to get this out and start playing it and different states have different restrictions in place um, not everybody is equal to opening up places where people can just come in like they used to. 
I know here in Illinois, I think we're at 50% capacity. Um, you still have to wear masks. You still have to social distance. When you're booking shows for this year, well, first of all, I should ask, have you booked any any shows? Are you guys starting to play out? Yeah. we. Um, it's nothing that is that is um, nothing consistent. You know, we'll have a show here and there. Um, like uh, Tennessee just, uh, just, you know, raised their mandates and restrictions. So we actually do have a show in Nashville uh, at the end of the month, April 30th at Bowie's. Um, and, you know, that, but even still, man, they're, you know, people for the most part that I've noticed um, are very respectful. You know, if, um, you know, some people have already been vaccinated. Um, if there is, um, you know, if, if people are uncomfortable, you know, around other people talking or whatever, you know, they'll put a mask on or, or you know, there's been plenty of people that I've seen ask, you know, that I, I really do. I enjoy people, you know, being respectful, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, however, people are going to do what they want, man, just plain and simple. So it's like, however, however you want to do it, whatever. But I, I appreciate the, the respect level that they're, that I've, me personally, have witnessed. It, it is there is something to be said for that you know there is something to be said to for people to you know respecting what other people are going through and what other people see and other people's points of view and I think that does help you know I, I think you know when you get someone who on either side of it is you know um you know like for instance I always wear a mask whenever I go out and I was at the grocery store and they have like a uh like a coffee bar and I got a coffee while I was there and I was walking through the aisle and I and I put my mask down for like two seconds just to take a sip of the coffee and no one was around me. And I had a person come up to me and completely like berate me. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, <laughs> like I was, it was, nobody was around me. I took it down for two seconds. And then you have the other people who, you know, whatever, I'm not going to get into it. Everybody kind of knows the, the, the issues, but, um, it is important. I think that's going to help people get more comfortable because even when live shows come back, right. There's still the comfort of the audience that may not feel right at the time to go see a concert like they were. So even though things are happening, there's still going to be a hesitancy. There's also going to be people that are just itching to get out, you know, um, mm-hmm. that they just want to go because they want to do something. They want to feel that normalcy like they did before. And, you know, so it's going to be interesting just to see how things go. I mean, I think the challenge of, you know, rock finding an audience, because we talk a lot about the relevancy of rock music, I think we're on our way. I mean, the resurgence is happening. I've been saying that for months. It's a celebration of music. Everybody's releasing music. It's everywhere right now. But I think the next challenge is, you know, the live music aspect. You know, how many people are going to come back out? How many people are going to, you know, sit at home and still want to live stream in the comfort of their own house instead of going to see a live show. So that's all plays into it too. What are your thoughts on all that? Man, there, there's a few things you can't replicate, you know, um, you can't, you can't replicate the, the feeling of a, of a live show, you know? Um, and a lot of times, man, the live show, this is what kills me, man. Me personally, what, a lot of the live streams, man, unless if you're able to, you know, have money to put in behind them, the, the audio is normally not very good. You know what I mean? Um, and that's unfortunate because live streaming is something that anybody can do. But do, do you always convey your point? Or, or do you always, you know, represent your product in the manner, in that, in the manner that you want it to be represented? So, like, you know, if, if you watch a video of us live stream, chances are, you know, you're definitely not going to get that same feeling. Or this, this is for anybody, anybody. You're not going to get that same feeling at a live show that you are, you know, sitting on your couch. You know, don't get me wrong. Live streaming has definitely, 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 like, been a savior um, this past year. Because, uh, really, what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? It's like, 
uh, it's tough. I, I'll be honest with you, though, but th- there's just nothing like a live show. There, oh, there's yeah. nothing like but absolutely. There's something. Yeah. Something he said just about the live streaming, man. Just it has it has saved a lot, and it's really gotten a lot of people out there. Um. Yeah, man. Yeah, but you was mentioning you was mentioning the uh, the wave of rock music coming back, man. I, I'm gonna have to agree with you because I think you <clears throat> when you starve, you know, people of entertainment for so long, you know, people are just kind of like you said, just itching to do something, itching to get out, and you've got so many like solid and and great bands that are that are coming out, man. Like I'm a huge fan of like Greta Van Fleet. And I'm a huge fan of Dirty Honey, and like I, I mean, there's some really 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 good like and and those bands that got this like classic rock vibe to me you know what i'm saying so when those bands you know and they're getting you know a lot of shakes a lot of radio play and stuff like that so hopefully that'll spark a bigger much much bigger tidal wave of you know like not generic it's more like authentic rock and roll you know what i'm saying stuff that that is almost tangible Uh, you can almost like even though it's music you can almost grab it you know what i mean well i think too when you look at the the psychology of a kid right who's had to deal with this kids in high school you know who've had to deal Mm -hmm. with e-learning and stay at home learning or whatever people are calling it they went into this pandemic last march right predominantly listening to pop music and hip-hop or rap that was, you know, that 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 was what was most popular, and and to some extent, it it, it is still the same, right? It, I mean, pop music is always going to be the most popular form of music because that's why it's called pop, popular music. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, and and you know, hip hop and rap, of course, a lot of teens listen to that stuff too. So they went in with that. So you're a kid and you're sitting at home and you're listening to this stuff, and you're not doing anything. Every day, you're doing the same thing. You're e-learning. You're not allowed to go out and see your friends. Or if you do see your friends, it's limited. You got a social distance. There can only be a certain number of people, so on and so forth. As you are a kid and you're experiencing this, what happens, right? You start to look for something new. You're annoyed. You're pissed off because you're 16, 17, and you can't live your life the way you want. You can't have fun. And you need something with a little bit more of an edge, and you're looking for something new. And rock and roll always thrives on angst and anger. And Oh, I love it. And now we're seeing that, right? All this new music, new rock music is everywhere. You mentioned Greta Van Fleet. You mentioned Dirty Honey. There's so many new bands that are coming up. And, you know, I've been talking about this. I mean, last year at this time, we were talking about, you know, how rock is going to gain relevancy, you know, with the challenge of the pandemic. Out of something bad, something good always happens. And I've been saying this since the end of last year, you know, since the fall of last year, that it's time to start celebrating rock music for what it is. And we're seeing that. All this new music is a celebration. The resurgence is here, and it's going to continue. And I think as these teens, you know, start to discover new bands and look for something new to kind of, you know, fulfill the appetite of their angst, Rock and roll has always been there for that, and I think it's going to be there again. I think you're exactly right. I think you're actually hitting the nail on the head. It's funny, man. I hadn't looked at it that way. I, I guess what I've noticed is I've just noticed a, uh, you know, a, a, a little bit of a resurgence in in rock music, but I didn't, I couldn't pinpoint it, and I didn't know why. I think you're exactly right on that. That's a man. You know, rock and roll is an attitude more so I think than and I, there's a great argument there but uh, I think rock and roll is more so of an attitude but rock music man when I think when you combine the two I think when you combine the attitude of uh, the authentic rock and roll attitude of you know I'm doing my own thing I'm not you know I don't listen to you and I definitely don't listen to you and I'm I'm my own person man individuality isn't taught anymore it's not in school anymore you're another cog on the wheel you know what i'm saying so fall in line so whenever i think whenever a kid sees something and sees somebody who is 
who is that individual who does stand out, who has that rock and roll mentality, like, man, I'm my own person. Like, I'm not going to do, you know, no, I'm not going to fall in line, basically. You know, I, I I think that, and I know I did as well. Like, as a kid, I loved that. Like, I looked up to it. Like, I was uh, inspired by it. You know, so I that excites me a little bit more, actually, that you saying that, you bring that up. For sure, you're 100% right on well, I just think, you know, before our eyes, it's happening. I mean, there's never been a buzz like this. Well, there has been, I should say. But there hasn't been a buzz like this for rock music in decades, right? Yeah, and, and, you know, when you look at, I think it started last year when ACDC released Power Up. And you saw the audience, young and old, connect with that album, right? And a lot of it had to do with the feel-good part of it, right? Everyone's sitting at home doing the same thing. Along comes the legendary ACDC, and boom, everyone's like, this is incredible. This is a great record, you know? And everybody's, you know, just totally into it. I also think that the passing of Eddie Van Halen had a lot to do with it, too, because you saw kids finally... Who, who a lot of people thought Van Halen was going to be this forgotten band. You know, we, we talk about the Billie Eilish comment that was made two years ago, how she didn't even know who Eddie Van Halen was. And now, mm-hmm. you know, Eddie passes, and now people are, you know, young people are hearing their music for the first time. And, you know, what better way for a kid to get over, you know, feeling down or feeling sad by putting a Van Halen record on, you know? I mean, it's exactly. it's, it's kind of hard to be down when you're listening to, you know, David Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen or Sammy Hager, whatever <laughs> floats your boat. But, you know, I think that had a lot to do with it, too. It was a sad moment for rock fans when he passed. But I think when you see kids now like, oh, my God, this guy's incredible. How does he play that guitar like that? What is that? What's he doing? The same way I felt when I first heard his guitar, it creates that sense of wonder in a kid like, wow, this is awesome. And then you hear the newer bands start to come out and you hear these emerging bands like Kiss Kiss Bang coming out and all this stuff. It's a it's it's happening. It's starting to gain traction. Now, will it ever reach the heights of pop music? Probably not. It never will. And nor do we want it to. We don't want it to be mainstream music. But I think it's not what we're about, right? Yeah, it's becoming that force that it's meant to be. And, you know, people have tried to redefine it over the last couple of decades. They've tried to call this rock and roll and that rock and roll, you know. And I think, you know, instead of trying to redefine the music, celebrate what makes rock music what it is and where it came from. And you'll find the audience through that. 100%. Man, I think uh, there's always beauty in darkness. Always. Yeah. So whenever, you know, like when, you know, Eddie Van Halen passed away, man. Kind of like you said, man. The kids are now going to go, you know, they probably got introduced to him for the first time. So when they see him, you know, and I forget where exactly was, but whenever they see, uh, they'll go to YouTube and look up Eddie Van Halen and they see him doing his uh, eruption solo to a, a, you know, a crowd of, you know, 30 or 40,000, you know, that's, uh, man, that's mind boggling, you know, to, because, most kids have probably never been introduced to a, a rock show that big, you know, or to, uh, honestly to, um, to, shoot, to a rock band that big, you know what I mean? So whenever they see that, they're like, wow, you know, that's, that's super dope. Uh, I've got to go see something like that. Maybe that, maybe that's inspiring, uh, to them to, uh, to step out and, and see some shows and, and hopefully, uh, by the grace of God, be a part of some really, really, really big shows. Yeah, I think that's the that's the goal too, right? I mean, is to get younger people out to see because like you mentioned, there's nothing greater than seeing a rock show live. There's nothing greater than that yeah. connection that a young kid feels rocking out with their fists in the air, listening to music because it's a whole different type of thing. It's a whole different vibe. And, you know, when they're able to experience that, I mean, the show's called The Hook, right? And it, what hooks you in is you know is the song or the band or the performance or whatever i mean it's hard not to get hooked when you're seeing a band live and and seeing them jam on stage you're absolutely right especially when they're just up there kicking ass and like it you know here's my thing like you know there's so many different I, i love live music bro i love watching bands even if it's not my 
not my style of music. I love watching live music. I, I can't get enough of it. You know, I don't care if it's a fucking polka band. Like, you you know, you, you can respect great music, good music, good musicianship, and you can respect the fuck out of a band getting up there and really giving you what they got. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I love it so much, man. I, I love when a band is, is up on stage and being honest and, you know, they're, you know, they're just damning out, man. They're not trying to be something they're not, you know, they, they're showing you exactly who they are, man. And it's, it's a beautiful man. Music and live shows is such a beautiful thing. So we, uh, we know we need to go ahead and get that back on the fast track. You know, as we close here, I got to ask you, you know, you mentioned the Eagles being a huge influence in what you guys do. And, you know, the, the harmonies of the Eagles, not too many bands can even come close to what they've accomplished and, and, and what they sound like. And their sound is so unique. And a lot of that is the harmonization of Don Henley, Glenn Fry, Donald Feldner, you know, you name it, Timothy B. Schmidt. When you cover Hotel California... You got to have a big set of balls to do that because it's it's like covering Stairway to Heaven. And I got to tell you man, it it kicks ass. It's a great version. I was when I hit play, I was like, man, I don't know, I don't know where this is going to go. All right. And uh I as I hit play, I I kind of cringed and I really enjoyed it, man. You guys did an awesome job on it. Thank you, man. Um honestly, that was really never supposed to be the light of day. Um, the quick story on that, uh, the reason of why and how we done Hotel California, um, the guy that we recorded the, uh, Hungry High and EP, or excuse me, Hungry High and Seeing Things EP with, uh, his name is Matt McQueen out of Gym City Studios in Jellico, Tennessee. He, um, <clears throat> we, we had heard about him and Crowder had actually recorded with him before and we was like, well, let's go you know, let's go cut one with him and let's see how it turns out. And then, um, you know, if we like it, you know, we'll go do, uh, you know, a full, uh, full length with him or an EP rather with him. And, uh, so that's kind of what that was, man. We just went in just kind of half hearted, um, you know, and just, uh, you know, matter of a couple of days, just threw it down. Uh, we didn't want to change too much about it. We didn't want to change anything about it, honestly. Uh, besides the warm smell of the reefer. I mean, I just, you know, I, I had to make sure that was thrown in. But uh, honestly, man, yeah, we just, we didn't want to do too much to it. And it wasn't, I don't know, man, it wasn't a serious thing. It's it's funny that it that it got, you know, that it's seen the light of day. So that's really cool that, uh, that, that people are digging it, man. Of course, you know, some people didn't, but I mean, that's how it goes, man. Totally how it goes. But we're very thankful for the, the people that did because we got, honestly, man, we got uh, an amazing response off of it as well. As well you should because it's, really it's a really good version. So congrats on that. Thank you. And congrats on the new EP. What's next for you guys? I mean, you know, we're, we're four months in, almost at the end of four months here in, uh, in 2021. What do you guys anticipate, uh, you know, for the rest of the year? And, you know, do you also have any new music planned too as well throughout the year as well? Yeah, man. So it, uh, the only thing that we can do really is just create content and, um, and record music until we get back on the road. Uh, we actually have a studio at the house, um, that we've uh, worked hard on and, uh, we're always working on. And, uh, so we do a lot of our demoing and pre-production there. Um, so we, always have new music uh as far as when we're looking to do stuff as far as you know go back in and record we're not sure man uh we uh we got a few more ideas um to promote this ep um just some more content a lot bigger content um so we're gonna ride this out man um what the future holds brother i do not know you know uh but i can say that we're looking forward to it though that's awesome Andrew, it's been a blast. Thank you very much for doing the podcast. I appreciate it. Dude, thank you so much for having us, man. It's been a pleasure. pleasure. That's Andrew Hopper from Kiss Kiss Bang. The new EP is Hungry High and Seeing Things. It's available now. Go get it at Bandcamp. Put some money into the pocket of the band instead of streaming it where they don't get any money. And uh, look for them live, hopefully coming soon to wherever you're at. 
and you can get a chance. They're a kick-ass band. They got uh, a, a lot of great influences, as we mentioned here on the podcast today. So great emerging rock band that everyone should check out. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks Podcast, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening. Give us a review. Continue to listen. Thank you very much. Stay strong. Stay healthy. And we will talk again soon. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.